You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Frankie are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Hello and welcome back to the Rebels podcast. This is our first episode of season two uh, uh, for Siege of Lothal. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, what's happening, Mike? We're back. Uh, it's great to be back talking some Rebels over the uh, after the summer break and yes. And our trip to uh, Celebration, which was a blast, and we got to see a bunch of stuff from Rebels, which we're going to talk about today. Finally, everybody else gets to see it. They get to see yes. the premiere. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is old news to us. I mean, we saw this back in April. Yeah, um, true. Yeah. yeah. It was nice to watch it again, of course, because it is a fantastic two episodes, basically, two episodes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, but I, I mean, I can't help but feel we were talking about this a little bit off air. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a little bit peeved with with Disney and Lucasfilm with the way that they're sort of uh, uh, divvying out the, this little bite sized chunk of season two <laughs> yeah. so far in advance of the rest of the Come season. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've got it's it is it is June 22nd as of recording. I uh, the the episode aired on the 20th two nights ago. And uh, and we at this point still have no solid premiere date. Yeah, no clue for season two. Yeah. Uh, they've just said fall, and that can mean any time from September until about November. Yeah. Um. And and I'm thinking it's probably gonna fall somewhere in the middle of that, mm-hmm. uh, in October. And that is just that's a that's a really long time to wait yeah. for yeah. for proper episodes of uh, of star wars rebels and for everything to get back and going i mean i uh, by the time we're back into rebels no one's gonna care <laughs> because it's gonna be we're gonna force be awakens. in that yeah, that yeah. journey to the force awakens period right oh man um, yeah because yeah. september is when the, when all the merchandise starts hitting yeah september. so i yeah. i mean i anticipate rebels kind of being a back burner thing in the community at that point because once that once that that uh, uh merchandise starts hitting we're gonna be 
we're going to be inundated with all sorts of information, right? Um, oh, yeah. There's going to be lead up comics and and uh, uh, you know action figures and books and stories and all sorts of stuff to get us all amped up for the Force Awakens. I don't think there's going to be anything of the sort for Star Wars Rebels. So I'm I'm just really hoping that they're not going to. I mean, everybody who watches Rebels is going to watch Rebels. I think the movie, the Siege of Lothal, this one-hour movie event, is actually um, is actually a really great jumping-on point. And maybe this yeah. is part of their strategy of Vader shows up, get everybody excited because he is so good. I mean, like we'll talk about it in the episode, um, mm. but but he is so so good. I. Uh, get a bunch of people who were not on board previously on board now and then give them some time to go back and watch season one. But that would make more sense as a strategy if season one were, you know, available somewhere to watch because right now it's not, I mean, you'd have to record them off of Disney XD or find some, (laughs) uh, some Lando Calrissian esque way of getting your hands (laughs) on them. Uh, So, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it it seems like they want to have a strategy, but like they don't quite know what that strategy is supposed to be. Um, yeah. And and I'm just I, I'm just a little bit annoyed because obviously we saw this back in April. So for me, uh, and and I, you're I don't know if you feel the same way, but but I'm I'm sure you probably feel a little bit the same way. We saw a lot of really cool stuff at Celebration, mm-hmm. stuff that that hasn't really been shown to the public yet. Uh, in as much detail as what we've seen mm-hmm. and season two is going to be way better than season one yeah and i just want it to get going and this little tiny bit of a tease is not quite enough in mm-hmm. my opinion i don't know yeah. like i feel like star wars is a little bit dormant at the moment because no rebels over the summer i Everything since the Vanity Fair thing with with uh, uh, the Force Awakens, it's been more or less radio silence. We got the the Supreme Leader Snoke reveal, um, mm-hmm. but other than that, we haven't really gotten any any Star Wars news in a while, right? So no, no. Uh, we're all just kind of sitting here. And, and I mean, that's not to say that there's not spoilers that are leaking every now and then. I mean. Um, oh, there's some spoilers, yeah. Yeah, some su- some pictures, <laughs> pictures surfaced yeah. last yeah. week actually, yeah. and over the weekend, um, of some some main characters and some side characters, uh, some great looking pictures, and uh, and it's really exciting stuff. But I uh, I don't know it, either either they got to start ramping up the Force Awakens uh, promotional content, or or start really like like promoting uh, uh, season two of Rebels. Now, there is something to be said for it. It was just E3 this past week, and we've got Battlefront and Disney Infinity coming this fall. Um, And more than likely, a Star Wars Lego game coming sometime in in winter, in Q1 of 2016, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're probably wanting to wait until after the movie comes out to do that but there will be a lego game (laughs) i mean there's there hasn't been a star wars lego game since uh star wars lego 3 the clone wars which was a while ago actually that that was quite a while ago um and and yet there has been so much star wars lego so 
uh, it, it's it's conspicuously absent on that roster, and I think maybe maybe they want to give those things a little bit of breathing room around E three. So maybe in the next couple of weeks we'll start getting we'll start getting some reveals and 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 that sort of thing of maybe some some more. I mean, we got a little bit of season two uh, in the Rebels Recon that we can talk right. about when right. we when we get there, but. Um, but for the most part, it just seems like everybody's kind of radio silent. And, and Battlefront's <laughs> yeah. not that exciting to me. Uh, I'm way more excited for Disney Infinity than I am for, wow, for Battlefront. Wow, really? But, uh, yeah. yeah, well, Battle, Battlefront just looks like more of the same. You know what I mean? Like, uh, graphically, it's incredible looking. Mm-hmm. Gameplay-wise, it just kind of looks like a third, or, or, sorry, first-person shooter with Star Wars stuff. Right? right, like it doesn't look any different from Battlefield or Call of Duty I to think me. It wants just, though, right? Yeah, it, oh, it absolutely <laughs> is. It absolutely is. It's yeah. just not anything that really gets me that amped up or excited. Whereas, yeah. uh, Disney Infinity has a lot of potential, and this Star Wars stuff, in particular, the the new lightsaber melee combat, mm-hmm. um, to me, sounds really exciting. And on top of that. Oh man, those figures are just figures, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Right. So actually, you've got some. You got some news here. Uh, so so why don't we jump into the news and uh, and we'll talk about that. A small rebel force has penetrated the shield. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Several transmissions were beamed to the ship by rebel spies. Rebel base in range. You rebel scum. touch on what you were saying earlier about um you know this crazy schedule i wonder if this one hour thing is going to be a thing they do every year yeah where they give us this premiere and uh, this year was kind of a wacky like you said it kind of bizarre how they did it in july or june (laughs) we gotta wait so i don't know maybe it's something they're gonna do every year and just give this one hour thing like you said i really think they are they're pushing like holy crap we got vader and he make no mistake he was a star of this thing yeah. And uh, get everybody back, and then and then go from there. But um, I don't know. That's just that's just kind of what I think. I think they're just going to do this every year and and give us one hour premiere, and then keep us with bated breath for the next couple months. But uh, but hey, let's get back into what you're saying about Disney Infinity. These these uh the collectors out there, wow, these yeah. these figures are really cool, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh better than anything Hasbro's doing right now, that's for sure. I mean like really cool. I they're not they're not posable, they're not articulated, no. but the sculpts are incredible. I mean, I just recently I I I guess just before E three, right? We got the the reveal of um I mean I guess oh man, maybe have we even talked about Disney Infinity Star Wars? No. No. Whew, it's been so long since we've done a proper episode because the last time that, that we we did an episode was that celebration. We didn't really talk about it. Um, so Star Wars Disney Infinity has been revealed, like Disney Infinity 3, which is all Star Wars content, was revealed. I, the In the reveal, they showed us a lot of, of um, classic trilogy content. 
uh, as well as uh, the first the first story missions that, that come with the starter set are Clone Wars actually they're, they're, so this is kind of Clone Wars news as well mm-hmm. um, it's called Twilight of the Republic and it's it's uh, it's Anakin and Ahsoka are the are the the two figures that come in the starter set, which is really cool. Um, and so there's a lot of prequel content, and there's a lot of uh, which is very Clone War centric, and there's a lot of original trilogy content. Um, but then recently they revealed that there's going to be a whole Star Wars Rebels, I I I guess level like world pack or whatever. Um, as well and they revealed all of the figures and uh, and the figures are beautiful the only complaint the only complaint that anyone could possibly have is that uh there's no Hera figure right there's there's everybody but um for for our heroes i don't know but there's also there's also no inquisitor there's no there's no No. uh, uh agent callus um there's no lando for certain so um there's room for them to do a wave two uh, it's it's a silly thing that that Hera is not in the initial wave. She she absolutely should be, but um, there's also no chopper, right? I mean, it's it's kind of yeah. Um, it's kind of your the what what you would consider the main boy heroes, uh, uh, that that executives who make these decisions think are gonna sell the most, the most action figures, the most toys or whatever, but uh, um. Especially with Disney Infinity, because it also includes Disney princesses and Tinkerbell and and all that sort of thing. I think that they think like, oh, well, we don't need to cover that. Mm-hmm. We've we've already got the girl market covered. <laughs> we just need to make figures for the boys, right? Which which is a silly way of thinking because uh, I want the whole Ghost Crew. I'm, I'm sure you probably do too, right? I mean, that's uh, yeah. That seems pretty logical to me, but oh, for sure. Um, but that aside, the the figures that they have shown us are just like grade A quality, top notch. They're so good. Yeah. Um, and Style, do you, yeah. Definitely. Do you have any Disney Infinity figures already? Oh no, no. I've, you don't I've have never any? Even, I haven't ventured into that. I just saw these. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Just the the style of them. It just like just drew me in right away. I'm like, man, this is cool. I got to get some of these. You know. Yeah, so like I've got I have Buzz Lightyear, and then I've got Crystal has Tinkerbell and Rapunzel, and then I've got because um, I got the I got the Marvel starter set, so I have Iron Man, Thor, and Black Widow, and then I bought Cap and and Rocket Raccoon, and I'm trying to think if I have anybody else. Mm-hmm. Did I say but I've got Buzz Lightyear as well? Did right. I say that? I think yeah. I said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I've already, I actually already have quite a few of the figures. I mean, the there are so many, but uh, they're probably about they're probably about three inches tall. Okay. Um, it kind of depends on they, the figure. It kind of yeah. depends on the figure, right? Um, okay. And they're not really like they don't. They have this little base that kind of bumps them up a little bit more. Maybe they're more like four. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, like they're. Yeah, they're, they're yeah probably closer to four inches, um, 
but they're definitely much larger than a three and three quarter figure regardless because right. they're okay. they're much thicker mm-hmm. um and because they are a, a static sculpt they don't have any points of articulation the the sculpts are a little bit more expressive um they're they tend to be posed really well right. um so yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a very different form of collecting from from getting three and three quarter figures because although they come in they come in in you know like a blister box, uh, like the same sort of box that I that I that a three and three quarter figure comes in, they they're a little bit more square and then have the card coming off the top, um, and so like they're not as flat, uh, so I don't know a lot of people display their stuff like on a wall or. And I don't know that you would want to necessarily do that with Disney Infinity stuff, but um, when are they supposed to be available? Did they say? I didn't hear anything about that. They're they're uh, they're slated for fall. Okay. So I actually I think I think that there's a release date. Um, yeah, I, I will, tried to I, find it, but yeah, I, I'll I'll look that up. I'm pretty sure that there's a release date. Yeah, I couldn't um, figure it out, but yeah, definitely really cool looking figures and yeah, something that I'm like, wow, this because I'm only six inch right now. And uh, I was like, wow, these are just, just the style is just drew me in right away. Hey, um, speaking yeah. of like this Rebel stuff and, and Gary Witta, um, just to catch everybody up in case you've been out for a while like me, uh, Gary Witta is who has been attached to Rogue One, obviously doing some writing for that, uh, is writing for Star Wars Rebels too, Mike. So it looks like, um, gee, mm-hmm. I wonder if, if we're going to get any kind of... Uh, a tie or something like that because I, I know they did talk about when we saw the rogue stuff um the possibility of characters maybe inner inner yeah mixing so writing wise if gary wood is going to do something with rebels that we, that could have an effect you know back and forth between rogue one i don't know but uh yeah you never know i mean uh, yeah i definitely i anticipate that this episode because this episode that he wrote is for season three Mm-hmm. Um, which will be sometime next year. Next year, and yeah. and if the timing plays out the same way that it has played out for season one and two, um, then it makes perfect sense that they would be introducing a Rogue One character in Star Wars Rebels in advance of the movie coming out next mm-hmm. December. So, um, yeah, I, I I do I think that it's no it's no coincidence mm-hmm. that. Gary Witta is is writing an episode that will air sometime in season three. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, a yeah. yeah, that's kind of a no brainer, right? And, and like you said, during that Rogue One panel at Star Wars Celebration, um, Carrie Hart kind of alluded to the fact that now that they have the story group, they know that they can they can do these sorts of things. That when there's an opportunity to slip a, a character from one of the movies something upcoming into something else whether it's a comic book or a video game or or star wars rebels Mm -hmm. that they're going to look at those opportunities and i think that this is what they were talking about Mm -hmm. and and on the last just the last note too as far as you talk about the story group uh the canon comic has been pretty good too i got the first two episodes or first two issues of that and uh that's really been a, a great read as well so I'm sure yeah. anybody listening to this is probably reading that too. The third, the third one is out. So yeah, mm-hmm. so there, there's three issues of that so far, and they have been the way that I've been saying it is that they're basically they're basic. It's basically Clone Wars episodes featuring Kanan. Yeah, 
Right. Like it's it feels very much like a Clone Wars story, and it's oh yeah, definitely. it's perfect. It's so good. It's mm-hmm. so good. Um, it is. It's probably one of the favorite comics that I'm reading right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. really really enjoying it. Other than that, though, anything else you want to mention before we uh, jump into the recap? I think that's it. Let's jump into the recap because it's uh, it's going to be a long one. <laughs> All right. Things are getting worse just as they did back when I was your age. Lord Vader. Yes, Master. The rebels in the Lothal system. Hunt them down. As you wish. We've lost Phoenix 1 and 2. All right, if I tag along? The more the merrier. We are fighting a bigger fight. Ezra, we were lucky to survive. I haven't sensed a presence like that since... The Clone Wars. My name is Rex. Captain. Everyone, hang on! Good news, we are off on an adventure! Rex, keep those ties off our back! Working on it! They'll all be coming now. Great. That's what worries me. Your master has deceived you. The apprentice lives. All right, Mike, here we go with Siege of Lothal. Now linked with a larger rebel cell, our heroes lead a mission to steal cargo from an Imperial convoy. Backed by the A-Wings of Phoenix Squadron, the ghost successfully makes its way to the target. While Imperial backup arrives, Zeb successfully pulls in the containers. Phoenix Squadron and the ghost hold off the Imperials and they join the rest of the fleet in the jump to hyperspace. Back on Lothal, Minister Tua defends herself to Agent Callus. She has no more information on the rebels, though Governor Tarkin demands results. Tua is at a loss as, as to what else she can do. A menacing voice has the solution. It is the voice of Darth Vader, Sith Lord. He has been sent to Laval to deal with the rebels himself. He says that they will squeeze the planet until someone reveals the whereabouts of these traitors. He then tells Tua that she will visit Tarkin, uh, that she will visit Tarkin to account for her failure. To do. Perhaps that is the problem. You lack imagination, Minister, when it comes to producing results. Lord Vader, with all due respect, you and Governor Tarkin are asking for miracles. If the rebels have left Lothal, then... If the rebels have left, then we must draw them back. And if they are here, we must draw them out. We will squeeze Lothal until someone reveals the whereabouts of these traitors. I'm sorry, my lord. I am merely a public official. I have no experience with such brutal tactics. You can explain that to Governor Tarkin when you visit him. Visit him? Okay, Mike, I want to start off with this because, and start out with Vader, because like I said earlier, this episode... Mm-hmm. was all about him and how we'll get to it a little later but you know this is what he was called in to do to deal with this and boy does he deal with it and like i said we'll get into it uh i loved of course this is my favorite character he's he's back in it right but let's start off in the beginning mike after the victory of last season uh the rebels are I mean, they jump right back into it man they're fighting with phoenix squadron uh, yeah. Like I said, with the new the new rebels accompanying them with Commander Sato, and uh, although I'm not really sure what the cargo was they were going after, I think that was just a little bit of a you know the MacGuffin or whatever you want to call it. 
I think maybe it was fuel. I think they said it was fuel later on in the episode. Um, but this this group showed that they can execute a plan mm-hmm. to perfection, right? And then of course we get this great scene with Tua and Vader comes in, and this is what I talked about at our at our panel how they did Vader. And like I said, I, I want to say they just went back and watched uh, they watched Prowse move because the way they animated this, I just loved the shot of him turning away and his cape kind of flowing behind him, and it just so much reminded me of seeing the real Vader on screen or you know David Prowse on screen doing his thing. So I just loved all that. I loved. <laughs> him coming in and saying this is what's going to happen and this plan of his starts to uh starts to take shape and it'll unfold as we go on through this uh through this episode mike what'd you think yeah yeah um yeah vader kind of steals the show a little bit i mean ahsoka yeah. showed up at the end of last season as well and she's here in this episode too but really it's vader that uh that that sort of takes the spotlight um (laughs) yeah and ahsoka doesn't really get to do very much until the end of the episode but uh it's it's interesting to me i the the relationship between the ghost crew and and this this rebel cell that Mm -hmm. they've hooked up with um dave filoni talked about uh in the and and uh and pablo hidalgo talked about in the rebels recon episode that the the Rebel Alliance isn't a thing yet. Um, there are Rebel cells, and they're all over the galaxy, and there are certainly militant groups within that. Right. But there's no central organization. Right, um, right. So everybody's kind of just doing what they're doing in their own corner of the galaxy. Um, and I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be essentially the Death Star and the threat of that that brings everybody together and uh, and and sort of forces everybody to have to work together mm-hmm. um the interesting thing that i found is in that rebels recon when they're mentioning those other rebel groups across the galaxy the footage that they showed the b-roll yeah. was of champs and Cham. <laughs> yeah uh which right. we already know that champs and is related to hera it's cham is is uh hera's father oh, right um and then, and then the other thing that they showed was, uh, was Onderon, was the the group that that oh, Ahsoka yeah. mm-hmm. uh, trained on Onderon at the beginning of what was that season four, right? Of of the Clone Wars. So, um, I don't know if those are hints at who we might see later on in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd be silly if we didn't see uh, uh, Ryloth and and uh, the Sindula clan and and sort of. Um, all of that that stuff bringing back some memories from from season one of the Clone Wars, which would be incredible. Wow. Um, we know that there's a lot of Clone Wars connections in this season already. Um, I would also like to see uh, to see the the Onderon storyline maybe maybe come back into things because um, because uh, right. we had some characters left there as well mm-hmm. that uh, that it would be interesting to see. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really, it's a really interesting time period because you've got the two things, you've got the fledgling rebellion starting to sort of coalesce and come together Mm -hmm. at the same time that you have Darth Vader in his prime. I mean, he's, he, uh, no one has been able to sort of, uh, I, crack the armor and i've talked about this as well I and mean, we talked about this 
at Star Wars Celebration, and uh, and and I think maybe even talked about it on the panel a little bit. <clears throat> but no one's been able to quite crack the armor of Vader yet, and and Ahsoka might be one of those mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Right. Um, we know that Luke is really the one who kind of gets under his skin and starts to bring out Anakin and bring out the good, um, and and create that conflict within him. But uh, Dave Filoni again talked in the in the Rebels Recon, which you should watch if you haven't watched it. There are there are basically two characters on. There are three characters on his hit list. Like if he's got a top five, number one is Obi Wan Kenobi. Right. I mean, he wants to end Obi Wan. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's obvious in, in A New Hope um, the others would be and this is what Dave Filoni said it's a, it's sort of a, a it could go either way between Yoda and Ahsoka, Ahsoka yeah. mm-hmm. um, as mm-hmm. to who he's sort of got an axe to grind with and right. uh, um, because although Anakin would be happy to see Ahsoka Vader is not happy to see Ahsoka uh, we'll talk about that later. I guess. Yeah, for sure. But for sure. Uh, yeah. but yeah, it's uh, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of conflict there, but it's it's a little bit more aggressive than when he finds out about Luke. So yeah, um, I I think um, you, like you said earlier about this rebel, and they're not like you said, Pablo said they're not a alliance yet. But what's, what's interesting is they still have like a command structure because they still have like they call him Commander Sato, yeah. and they have on home base. So. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe they are farther along as far as an alliance than than what they're saying, or what because it kind of contradicts. If they're not alliance, how do they have all this command structure already? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, I think I think the the point being that there that this group, the group that Sato is a part of, it might be a fairly large group, but it's yeah. not the alliance yet. Right. 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 Like this is just one portion. Like this is this is the group that is hooked up with with Bail Organa and that's uh, what I think. Yeah. And, yeah. and Alderaan and all that. Right. Um, right. but, but maybe the Bothans aren't part of it yet. The Mon Cal aren't part of it yet. Obviously we saw that, that, like I said, those clips, um, of Ryloth and Alderaan and, and maybe they're not a part of it yet, but they will be at some point. Right. So it's, I think, I think that's sort of what it's alluding to that, uh, that we've got this group and it's a sizable group. It's definitely bigger than, than Kanan is used to. But, sorry. Um, but it's not. It's not the Rebel Alliance. They're not an army yet. They're just. Right. They're just these small sort of groups that kind of strike at the Empire when they can. Mm. Um, Definitely not an army. And I think it's interesting because it because it generates a lot of conflict with Kanan, who doesn't necessarily want to be a part right. of another war. And if you're reading the Kanan comic, which you should be, I don't know why you wouldn't be you know why he feels that way so mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah we'll get into more of that too uh later on in the episode you can yeah, have questions yeah. that uh go ahead mike Continue. sure uh <laughs> tua knows her life is in danger and desperately contacts the rebels for help together with ahsoka tano and commander sato on home base uh they they are wary of her story but agree to help at ezra's urging in exchange for secret imperial information they will get her off lothal after the meeting, Kanan expresses his overall unease at joining this larger rebel operation. While he's thankful they saved him from the Empire, he has seen war and is not eager to enter another one. Uh, to avoid detection, the Ghost Team takes a shuttle back to Lothal, 
where they'll rendezvous with Minister Tua. The plan to secure her and steal her Imperial shuttle, then escape the planet. So they've they've got an opportunity here. Uh, Tua has lots of inside information, mm-hmm. as well as she says Rebel sympathizers. So uh, that could be a huge step in liberating Lothal, and it's too good of a, an opportunity to, to pass up, right? Um, even if it is is risky, mm-hmm. but the bigger part here, I think, is is Kanan not really understanding how the um, I don't know, I guess like the authority, uh, the structure, and and the command chain works mm-hmm. within this this group of rebels. He likes being in charge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, well, and I think they they, they kind of like just making things up as they go along. But this this group is much more used to being organized. And like you said, they've got that structure. Mm-hmm. They have a hierarchy, right? And he's who knows where he even fits in there, right? Right. So. Yeah. Well, so here, so Tua wants he wants she wants to trade imperial information for safe yeah. passage and uh, I guess protection, and she wants to defect uh, from the empire. So part of this information, as we find out, is a list of rebel sympathizers. So, you know, more of these little cells that are kind of floating around there. So we're going to find out who those are. Like you said, maybe Cham and all them um, that we've seen in the past um, and yeah. possible allies. But she also, Mike, and this is, I don't know that they, they obviously didn't answer this. Um, the true, the quote unquote true reason why the Empire is on the thought. And we never get that. She is, as we'll get to it. Um, in a minute there we're not, we're not given the yeah. information yet so is this one of those uh, things that's going to be left out there and we'll come back to it because that seemed like a pretty big deal that she made that there is a, a different reason that the Empire is on with all so um, any clue what that could be uh, I think I think it's got something to do with the Death Star uh, I think okay. that's the most that's the most logical thing right yeah yeah, um, yeah is that okay. this has something to do with with mining resources for that Death Star and mm-hmm. and uh, we'll find that out at some point in the season, right? Yeah, there was a nice little exchange too with a. Uh, it was kind of like a Han and Leia moment between between uh, Kanan yeah. and uh, and uh, Hera. So that was a neat little. Was, in this episode, it had a ton of just callbacks to the the original trilogy so it was kind of cool to see that uh entering lothal airspace however they find that the imperial presence has grown since their victory at mustafar also ezra feels an icy cold through the force zeb and chopper stay with the shuttle in case they need a quick exit while the rest of the team heads for tua kanan steals a a stormtrooper's armor to get them easier access to the imperial docking bay watching from the rooftops ezra realizes that tua has company, Agent Callus. As the rebels appear, Callus orders Tua to board. After she enters, the ship suddenly explodes and Tua is dead. The rebels engage in a firefight with Callus and his forces and are finally rescued by Zeb and Chopper in the shuttle. The ship takes off and Callus, with a spy droid, watches. Despite their escape, the rebels uh, don't make it far. A walker shoots them down and the shuttle crashes in the Slothal city streets. Meanwhile, Callus rep- reports back to Vader. The Sith Lord tells Callus to use the spy droid's footage to frame the rebels via holonet broadcast and make it clear that the rebels' assassins hide in the populous mist. Vader orders the spaceport locked down and commands that any ship attempting to leave be destroyed. And this is where, Mike, where I'm saying, like, when, when 
when the Emperor brings Vader in, like we saw last season, this is the kind of thinking, the kind of, like, he he doesn't mess around. He locks down Lothal. Nobody's leaving. No ships are leaving. He's he's already got his plan in place. And this is what I love about, you know, showing Vader what he's going to be doing this season. And we'll find out later that, you know, we might not see him for a long time. This could be it for a while because he's only coming in like we kind of speculated before, coming in, doing some hard work, cleaning up messes, and then leaving and letting some other people take care of his dirty, you know, his small stuff. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, interesting how uh, this is all part of Vader's plan. He sacrifices Tua, uh, and this the next part of his plan is is in place here. So. Yeah, uh, cool. Uh, want me big to one. continue here? Okay. Yeah, you got, uh, you got the big one here. Okay. Uh, the ghost crew heads to Ezra's old home for Sanctuary and sees the Imperial broadcast. They know they can't stay on the planet for long and have to leave for good. Soon thereafter, stormtroopers arrive at the door. The rebels escape to the rooftops just before the Imperials destroy the home. Kanan has an idea. Imperials are looking for them everywhere except at the Imperial complex. Maybe they can steal a shuttle there. It's a stretch, but they don't have many other options. Ezra, in his cadet uniform, joins Kanan in gaining entrance to the Imperial complex, and the rest of the team, uh, with the rest of the team hiding in containers. While Ezra's Jedi mind trick fails to influence a stormtrooper, Kanan doesn't. They make it to the hangar, spot a shuttle, and manage to snag some military-grade shield generators along the way. I just have to note my favorite part of this first half. Um, well, I guess second favorite part, uh, which we'll talk about Vader when we get there. But I uh, is when when Kanan steals the stormtrooper armor. Yeah, he puts it all on, and and Hera's kind of like, oh, I uh, hope this works. And and Ezra's like, I'm jealous. I've only got the helmet. And it was very. I thought it was like yeah. a. It was totally a reference to like 501st, right? Yeah. And to like collectors and that sort of thing of like. You know, I, I, Ezra is a, a collector of stormtrooper helmets, and then here Kanan's got the whole set. Yeah. He's got the whole armor set, oh. and and it's and it's got the pauldron on, like it's a sand trooper set on top of that, right? Which oh, everybody yeah. loves a sandy. So yeah, uh, sure. Sorry, where was I? Uh, they're they're going to steal some shield generators along the way, uh, but just before boarding the shuttle, Kanan stops. He feels something. The cold. It is Vader. The Sith Lord was waiting, a squad of troopers with him. He slowly approaches the Jedi, towering over them. As they fight, he's impossibly strong, dueling with ease and tossing the Jedi and Padawan aside as if they were weightless. The rest of the team heads for the shuttle, shield generators in tow. The duel continues. Vader stops Kanan's strike and throws him across, throws the Jedi across the hangar, dazing him. The Sith Lord uses the opportunity to finish Ezra. He force lifts the Padawan and pins him. Uh, Your master has deceived you into believing that you can become a Jedi, he says. Vader slowly brings Ezra's own lightsaber blade toward his throat. Kanan recovers in time to stop the Sith, however, but he's no match for Vader, who tags the Jedi's shoulder. Before Vader can destroy Kanan and Ezra, however, there's an explosion. Sabine has toppled a walker, and the Jedi force push Vader beneath it as it falls. It is futile as the imposing figure that is Vader rises from the wreckage. Do you feel that? The cold. (laughs) 
master has deceived you into believing you can become a Jedi. Sorry, Commander. The Rebels will not leave the planet yet. Oh, Mike, and I'm just like replaying that through my head as I'm listening to that. And I tell you what, um, unbelievable fight. I mean, I, mm -hmm. for those of you who've seen it, I mean, you guys know. And if you just saw it this past week, I mean, how crazy was this? I mean, we got to see Vader. And this is what I've always wanted. Like, what was he like um, after he got the suit, when he was still you know somewhat after he gets used to the suit but he's kind of he's so powerful and we see it right here against two of course these aren't necessarily good combatants for vader i mean he's actually toying with them make no mistake about this he was playing with these guys he's like a, a cat playing oh, with yeah. a toy right now you know he could have easily killed these two within seconds but the power that he showed the finesse i mean there's one point mike where there i think it was uh, kanan takes a swing and Vader actually doesn't block it. He actually just parries it. You know what I mean? So he's yeah. showing a little bit of everything. He's showing the power, the finesse. He goes one-handed at one point. He goes two-handed. Uh, and then this amazing finale where they think they have him <laughs> with the uh, with with the ATAT -AT dropping on him. And what a moment that was a celebration to see him rise up and, you know, with the force, he's got this thing up in the air and then he kind of just throws it to, or he drops it, you know, behind him. I mean, yeah. the place was going crazy. I was going crazy. Uh, it was just a, one, one of those moments that you have. And I don't know, it was just so great to have it with all you guys and, and everybody else that was at Celebration. What a fantastic fight, a fantastic moment. Um, this is going to be one of those big things for me in this series, I think, for a long, long time. Mike, what did you think of this? Oh, yeah. it's uh, that That is the best moment in both episodes. Yeah. When Vader lifts that and then drops it, it's all of the, it's all of the, the, just the, the, um, intimidation and the presence of Darth Vader with that cocky attitude of Anakin Skywalker that, that it's just yeah. this perfect mix of those two things. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, a uh, it, the, the fight is incredible. I mean, it's choreographed so expertly and, and, I mean, I've said for a long time that my favorite lightsaber fight uh, in all of Star Wars is the one between Pre Vizsla and and uh, uh, Darth, Maul Darth Maul because yeah. it's just it's everything that I ever want. Like it's it's basically Boba Fett with a lightsaber fighting a Sith, right? It's it's all of the cool stuff that you'd expect to see, all of the variety that you'd expect to see in that battle. But this fight feels so much. Like when Vader fights Luke on on yeah. Cloud City in Bespin. Yeah. Good point. Um, 
And it's just that, it's that sense of, because Vader does the same thing when he fights Luke, right? I, I, he basically uses one hand for most of the fight. Mm-hmm. Like, he really doesn't need the full, the full power. And I think it's really interesting because uh, Luke tags Vader on the shoulder yeah. in the same way that Vader tags Kanan in this, right? Like, there's... I like it when the references are subtle like that. I like it when they're not overt. They're not sort of in your face. Mm-hmm. But where there's just a moment that echoes another moment in the saga. Um, and that definitely did for me. I mean, when he hits him on the shoulder, Paul Drin, and, and he screams out, it's, the beat is exactly the same as <laughs> yeah, it is in yeah. Empire when Luke does it to Vader. Um, the only difference is that that's what forces Vader to to sort of move forward and, and uh, uh, ends up I I sort of dismembering Luke's hand. Yeah, um, right. But uh, and then it, and then I guess it does it happen again in Return of the Jedi. As far or as does he just go straight for the hand? Oh no! I he, guess he kind he kind of no. like beats him back, right? He, he but, beats him back, and then he 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 hits the lightsaber so hard that it pushes Vader's hand like out. Yeah. Uh, open in in the open, so he can chop his arm off, or chop his hand off. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it, the fight should just conveys so much of Vader's power and his presence that I, uh, for me, and they they say it in the Rebels Recon, and and I think I said the same thing um, at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, I think that this is the scariest Darth Vader has ever been. Oh yeah, I I think they actually not only did they manage to match all of Vader's great moments from from the saga. Um, I think that they surpassed his just how scary he is. I mean, I, I think other than this moment, the the other two moments where he's really a scary character are right at the beginning of Star Wars, right, right at the beginning of A New Hope, mm-hmm. when he when they bust in just to the Tantive Four, and then he's just yeah. like choking dudes and throwing them aside. <laughs> Throw around, yeah. yeah, yeah, like he's scary right from the get go. And then there's another similar moment to that in Empire Strikes Back, <clears throat> when they've when they've broken through the shield generator and landed on Hoth and everything, and then he's he makes it to the Millennium Falcon, and you're a little bit worried for a second of like, is he gonna mm-hmm. is he gonna stop them? Like, can can he is he really powerful enough to stop them from getting away? Yeah. Um, and yeah. you know, if you've never seen it before, you're not quite sure. Right, yeah. um, so he's just got that scary presence, but but in this, like this is, it's incredible that they that they manage to match <clears throat> those moments, and then in some ways exceed them. I mean, just because yeah. because yeah. you don't know, you don't know because because we don't know the status of these characters in the future, so we really don't know what's going to happen. I, I, and at any moment in order to, you know, show that they're not messing around. I mean, Dave Filoni's not not too shy about killing off characters. I think in the first two seasons of Clone Wars, we actually, we started criticizing it a little bit in season two because it was like, this character just showed up and you've already killed them, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so like, he's never really shied away from, from dismissing characters in that way. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot, I was, I was... I was legitimately scared for for Kanan um, in this battle because mm-hmm. it felt like somebody had to get sacrificed. I think it ends up being 
Sabine, who who doesn't she doesn't obviously she survives the encounter she gets hit though yeah but she gets hit and she's not fully intact at this point right like she's got some emotional damage yeah that we're gonna see the consequences of mm-hmm. during the season so yeah. um so i don't think that they got like and, and obviously kanan is very shaken and then later on we'll talk about the the encounter with ahsoka because right. that also has an effect it's gonna have a, have a lasting effect i think so yeah, I just yeah. just to finish up on Vader on this particular scene, just just from the very beginning when you see him come in and he, he lights yeah. his lightsaber, he walks in with his stormtroopers behind him, kind of like he did as Anakin in, in Episode Three, uh, to the taunting of Ezra. Uh, this is what I love about about Vader is kind of like he's got that Anakin in him where he's he, he taunts and he's kind of like full of himself, you know, kind of like Anakin was. He's still yeah. there, you know. He's 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 so confident in what he can do. Uh, and just like I said, just the, the towering presence that they that they show the scale of how he just towers over them too. So just all in all, just they just did that so well. I mean, Freddie Prince Jr. was right when he said uh, before the season, he goes, "Don't worry about Vader. They they get him right, and they surely they surely did." Uh, on the yeah. shuttle, uh, the rebels recover, and Kanan explains to Ezra the attacker was something worse than the Inquisitor, a Sith Lord, an ancient enemy of the Jedi. We were lucky to survive, he says. Callus re- re- uh, reports back to Vader. No ship has left the planet. Vader orders Tarkintown, the refugee camp, burned. He will use the rebels' compassion against them. The ghost team needs to get off Lothal, and, uh, and they can think of only one man to help, Lando Calrissian. The smuggler agrees to assist in exchange for three shield generators. They go to Calrissian's operation, where his droid, W-1-1-E, or Willie, sets them up with everything they need, masking, tra- uh, masking transponders. Before they leave, however, Ezra sees smoke billowing in the distance. He jumps on a speeder and Kanan follows. It's Tarkin Town in flames. Ezra uh, senses no one. They've all been taken into Imperial custody. Kanan knows it's a trap to draw them out. So this is, again, this is part of Vader's overall plan that he came in. He's been putting this thing piece by piece together and it's working and yep. uh, this, is, this is why they brought him in. I mean, he's 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 smart and uh, he's powerful, and uh, he gets the, he gets it done. He's just getting it done, Mike. So, uh, do you want to keep going here? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, finally, the rebels depart. They set the transponders, which will beam the shuttle signal at various sectors, confusing the Empire. It works, and they get past the Imperial blockade, despite some misgivings. They agree to rejoin the rebellion. Callus and Vader receive a report that the Rebels escaped. Vader asks to have his ship prepared. As they board the home base, Chopper tells the team that a transmitter activated on the shuttle when they docked. They've been tracked. They detect one ship entering the sector. It's Vader in his TIE advanced. Commander Sato orders Phoenix Squadron to intercept, but they are no match. Vader eliminates the A-Wings one by one until only two remain and takes out home base. Uh, Hera and the team take the ghosts to help, Ahsoka Tano with them. Joining her powers with Kanan, she reaches out, connecting with Vader. Uh, Ahsoka is overcome with pain and fear through the Force, and passes out. Force is strong with him. Kanan, let's find out how strong. How can I help? Just remember your training. I feel cold. I think I know who it is. 
Ahsoka? What, Mike? Did you just hear that? <laughs> I mean, you talk yes. about, like, this is, again, one of those things that happened at Celebration where that happened. And, you know, we all knew that, or at least, at least I thought that this show was going to go there at some point in the series, not the first episode of the second season where we're going to get something like yeah. this. And wow, that just blew the doors off. I mean, talk about one of the best moments in in the series already, but in a long time, that was just one of those one of those moments, Mike. It was so big and capped off with that. But before that, Mike, I mean, look at what's going on. We, we see Vader, and we heard how great of a pilot Anakin was, right? Yes. Holy crap! Did you see what he did? He did this one eighty degree. Uh, with a three with a 180 flip with a 180 twist to get and, yeah. he's, and he's actually flying backwards shooting at the a-wings that were following him i mean it just it was just bonkers right i'm just watching this going yeah that's my vid right there that's why he's my favorite character but wow <laughs> what a just yes what a great sequence of events Ta- capped off mike but with the revelation that ahsoka felt and knows who it is what do you think yeah, it's uh, it, it is incredible that they are going there right off the bat. But it's kind of a, like I'm gonna go back to what I said at the beginning. It's a bit of a tease yeah. because we'll talk about it in a second. But Vader basically goes back and talks to the Emperor, and the Emperor says, "I don't want you anywhere near this. Send in the Inquisitor. <laughs> like send in another yeah. Inquisitor." Um, so although this has happened and although like Dave Filoni is definitely Im- implying in, in the latest uh, uh, Rebels Recon that Ahsoka and Vader will cross sabers at some point during oh, the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be a ways off. That's probably an end of season sort of thing. So Right. Um, but we do have that to look forward to and it's a very nice tease mm-hmm. if, it is, if it is a tease, if you're going to call it a tease. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I don't know. It's just one of those moments where it's going to be uh, something you always look back to. I mean, remember that you know you yeah. go back. Remember that moment when she actually recognized who the heck it was. And I, oh I'm, yeah, for I'm sure. intrigued by what you say about. Uh, actually, you know what? We'll get to it when we get to. This. We'll finish it up here, Mike, and we'll talk about what the emperor and, sure. and his plans. Uh, home base continues to crumble, and Commander Sato orders his crew to abandon ship. They evacuate in escape pods, and the fleet's survivors make the jump to light speed. Meanwhile, Hera leads Vader between two oncoming star, de- star destroyers. She hits light speed at the last possible moment, leaving Vader caught in a tractor beam. Back on the ghost, Ahsoka has recovered, but is troubled. She says uh, she doesn't know who the Sith Lord was, but warns that he will be coming, and more Imperials with him. Uh, uh, more Imperials with him. On the, Star De- on the Star Destroyer's bridge, Vader contacts the Emperor. He tells his master that he has broken the rebels, and he believes the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker is in league with them. The Emperor advises Vader to be patient and commands uh, him to dispatch another Inquisitor to hunt them down. Command ship destroyed. The rebel fleet has been shattered. You have them on the run. Clear the bridge.
themselves in the Lothal system. Yes, Master. They are broken. And yet I sense in you something more to your victory. I believe the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker lives and is in league with these rebels. Are you certain? It was her. This is an opportunity we cannot let pass. Skywalker's apprentice could lead us to other lost Jedi. Such as Kenobi. Perhaps, if he lives. Be patient, my old friend. For now, dispatch another Inquisitor to hunt them down. As you wish, my master. Woohoo! What a way to cap off this episode. We get the yeah. Emperor and Vader. Oh my gosh, you kidding me? Oh man, but look at what he's telling him though, Mike. I mean, he's saying, hey, listen, this is an opportunity we have. And this is so much like like with Luke, right? I mean, I think the Emperor's yeah. going like, hey, there's an opportunity. He's saying, you know, she can lead us to the other Jedi, even Kenobi. So the, the showdown with Kenobi, but maybe he wants, maybe he wants uh, Ahsoka, you know? Maybe he wants to try to turn her, obviously, and see what, what they yeah. can do with her. So, so many things that could happen with that. And of course, we get the Emperor voice of Sam Witwer. Love that. Perfect. I love that he's doing this. He's so oh, good. Oh, finally, right? So like, good. Oh, my gosh. What did we say? What did we say? I mean, it, it yeah. was so unfortunate to have Ian Abercrombie pass uh, uh, during the production of The Clone Wars. But when we were going, like, who's going to. Who's gonna take over? And they brought Tim Curry in, and Tim Curry did a he did a good enough job, but Sam Witwer knocks it out of the park, especially as the Emperor. I mean, oh man, I understand. I understand that they were probably looking for somebody who is more of the Chancellor Palpatine than the than the Emperor, but Sam Witwer just does such a great Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, um, that like it, it, it's a no brainer. Yeah, we we. Uh, we had been pulling for this outcome for a long time, I think, to have him voice uh, Palpatine on one of these shows, right? So it's so good to have him. And it's, I mean, as cool as it is for us to have Sam Witwer in that role, I imagine how it feels to be Sam Witwer and be playing the Emperor to James Earl Jones, <laughs> Darth Vader. I mean, yeah. like that, he must just... Yeah. I be, I'll bet you... It hasn't even sunk in yet. And he probably recorded that well over a year ago, mm -hmm. right? But, like, it probably still hasn't sunk in that he was the emperor to the original Darth Vader's Darth Vader. <laughs> I mean, like... Yeah. Man, I said I said it at Star Wars Celebration, and I said it at the end of, of Season 1. Um, but especially at Star Wars Celebration, once we found out that it was James Earl Jones. I real true vader again in our lifetimes you know what i mean like yeah, i and not yeah. i not even in our lifetimes but just again at all i mean i i i never thought that that we were going to get that ever mm -hmm. again um mm -hmm. and i mean james earl jones is getting on in years i i so it's awesome that this happened now yeah. um and that this opportunity was there and and that he was able to do it because he I, I don't know that they would have been able to pull this off without that perfection yeah. 
that that just incredible perfection in his vocal performance Mm -hmm. he nails it and it's like he's been doing it the entire time Mm -hmm. like he like he doesn't miss a beat it sounds just like darth vader and like lando when billy d steps back into the role of lando at times it almost feels like he's doing a bit of an impression of him doing Lando when he right. was younger. I know what you're you saying. You know what I yeah. mean? Like he's it's trying good. To be younger, yeah. But right. but yeah, like he's still try like he's trying to be Lando. But with Vader, James Earl Jones is just Vader. Like he just is Vader. They, everything <laughs> yeah. about his cadence and his delivery is perfect. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tell you what, this episode definitely was I mean, there's no question. It was my it's my favorite so far in the series. Uh, in this short short series run but um i wanted to take you back to real quick what you said about like vader and ahsoka and the emperor like you said something about you know he doesn't kind of especially with the inquisitors coming in again like he's saying hey back off i'm gonna have these inquisitors try to deal with this and i wonder if a part of me is wondering like hey is he still as the emperor that is is he still a little wary about the mindset of darth vader Uh, you know like hey don't go i don't want you around Ahsoka because she might yeah you know bring you back to those days but as you'll hear just in a second here I'll play something that Filoni said he's pretty consumed about the dark side right now and uh, you know he it's you know he wants to get Ahsoka because that is his link to his former self his past where everything was good before it went to crap so I don't know kind of interesting that I can kind of go both ways I wonder what the Emperor's you know, true thing is, um, is he just saving Vader for the big stuff like he did with this episode and he'll have the Inquisitors do his dirty work? I don't know. But some of the way he says that about he wants Vader not to deal with Ahsoka at this point, I wonder if he's just questioning his his mindset right now. But yeah. I don't know. It's it's It was a fantastic episode. My callbacks, like I said earlier, a bunch of stuff. You know, Ezra and feeling the cold. They did that a couple times in this episode. Like, like yeah. Luke did, felt the cold. Uh, Kanan in the Stormtrooper gear. We got that. That was some good callbacks. Uh, and then it, it, there was a funny scene with Ezra, and he wasn't quite good enough. He's not quite good enough in the Force yet to persuade any Stormtroopers, but he's getting there. You know, so we got yeah. that. And then, of course, at the very end when the... Uh, I, I don't remember the guy's name, but one of the commanders of the one of the Imperial shuttles, or the, uh, one of the Imperial ships, uh, says, hey... Uh, you know, it wasn't your fault, but Vader's not going to know that it wasn't your fault. <laughs> so yeah. throwing his little minion under the bus, I mean, it was great, right? Like, oh, man, typical bad guy, you know? So good, so good. So this episode, man, so fantastic. It really had a great time. And, man, I can't wait for this rest of the season. I can't believe we got to wait till September, Mike, or whenever it's going to be. I don't know. But good stuff to start it off. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a crazy long wait with yeah. such a great start to the season. Um, I wonder if they'll they'll air this again, sort of Maybe, uh, yeah. right with the 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 season premiere because because uh, I think if if people have to wait that long they might uh, they might need a quick refresher but yeah for sure um, before we get to the uh, what's coming up next because we did get a, a yeah. title for the next episode and some uh, a quick clip. I was just, just take a quick listen. It's about you know thirty forty seconds long to what Dave Filoni has to say about uh, season two. We have to wait all the way until the fall for new episodes. Is there anything that you can, you know, give us to tide us over until then? And what, what, what would you like? What would I you don't like know. to Tell know? Tell me all the secrets. All the secrets? <laughs> all it moves really fast. 
we get everything into play rather immediately and then we deal with the repercussions of those ideas and every episode you're getting I think valuable information about the characters we'll be introducing the new inquisitors in short order Captain Rex will come to the story rather quickly and I think that that was very important and and I will say that Ahsoka's white lightsabers look way better than I thought they would. I knew they would look cool, but they look so much cooler than I thought they were going to. If she fought Darth Vader, I'll say this, she won't be a pushover. <laughs> she is very well equipped to deal with fighting Anakin Skywalker because she used to do it all yeah. the time. She knows his weaknesses. So let's yeah. see how that shakes down. Well, guys, when we say that season two is going to be bigger, but yeah, even better, from what Filoni's saying, Mike, is, is like I said earlier, he's talking about how, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're all wondering, you know, like we said, we've all wondered, are these two going to, and he pretty much says, yeah, these two are going to fight because he talks about, yeah, you know, her lightsabers, how they're white now, which is, oh, that's kind of an odd, odd thing, you know, kind of her distance from the Jedi Order. So, yeah. and he pretty much all but said, these two are going to fight sometime in this series. I'm like, woo, I can't wait for that. But yeah. uh, let's see if we can hear the, uh, what's going to come next. And the actual title, we actually got a title, Mike. It's called The Lost Commanders. And of course, it is about uh, the return of Rex. Keep on going forward. Just a little bit more. We're coming up on a hot spot. Your hot spot looks like everywhere else on this desolate rock. <gasps> Out there. All right, full stop. All right, just a little bit more. <laughs> little more. Oh, really? You know, we really appreciate this. I mean, we, we should do well today with your friend here. Yeah, well, Zeb packs quite a punch. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure, I'm sure, but really, I mean, Jupiter supposedly love the sots. They love them? What do you mean? Well, they say they love the smell, or I guess they love the taste as well. And maybe it's about the texture, you know, it's... Wait, Zeb's not the hunter. He's the bait! Oh, hunter, bait, it, it's, it's all the same. <laughs> no, it's not! Zeb, you better get back here right now! Zeb, what is that? Buddy, run! You're the bait! Eat you! Oh, Carabas. Zep, run! Get out of there! What are you doing? Run! Zep, no! But coming up next episode, Mike, we got Rex is back, and uh, looks like Gregor and um, who's the other one? Uh, I. The the clone that's with it. Them. So so the ones that we know that they they we've got um, we have Rex and we have Commander Wolf are are the ones that that are confirmed as as because uh, obviously it's Rex oh well yeah he, he right. chooses himself right. the other one's Commander Wolf and then I don't know if we know who the crazy one is okay I kept hearing Gregor but I don't is that still no I, I think that just might have been speculation but he did he confirmed. That the other one that's not crazy because if it, you watch the clip that's in Rebels Recon, um, you kind of hear him. He he sounds a little bit nutty, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah, um, for sure. But the other one is Commander Wolf because obviously that is Plo Koon's commander and and uh, Dave Filoni's favorite clone, right? Because because mm-hmm. it's his the one that he named. So yeah, although I'm sure he named several of them, but. Um, 
but yeah, it's it, it, that's at least that's what I recall from Star Wars Celebration, mm-hmm. was that that it's uh, that it's Commander Wolf. So okay, okay. I don't know may, you might be right. Maybe it is Gregor because he was the 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 Republic Commando, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like I said, I, I didn't know that if that was actually confirmed or not, but that was like the big, big yeah. thing going around. But um, yeah, I, you know, looking forward to that. I mean, it shows it shows Zeb out there uh, as bait as they're walking <laughs> yeah. through this i'm not sure what planet they're on but uh yeah it's going to be fun to see rex i mean other than who I, I don't know besides vader rex was got probably the biggest applause when they showed him uh on the trailer at celebration i mean people were going crazy for rex maybe even more so than vader i don't know it was it was a pretty good reaction to seeing rex yeah so it's gonna be fun to see him back in the fold because we've all yeah. wondered, you know, what happened to him, and we're finally going to find out. We're finally going to get to know, hopefully, somehow, in a flashback form or something, like, or just a story that he tells, uh, just how he survived or how he got through all that. So that'll be fun. You know, I, it, we, I noticed, too, we saw this at Celebration. There is some, um, like, not stitch marks or a scar on their head. So obviously they got through those chips yeah. and got them out. But I guess finding out what the real story was behind it will be fun to find out. So. Uh, that's what's coming up sometime in the fall. <laughs> so, can't, I, can't, I wish I could say next week, folks, but I can't. It's going to be the fall, Mike. So, yeah, it's uh, a ways away. But yeah, it'll, it'll, I, I think it'll be worth the wait. I think it'll be worth the wait. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, anything else before we wrap it up? Uh, no. Um, I mean, we do have a long time to wait, but in the meantime, I highly recommend picking up that Star Wars Kanan, the Last Padawan comic book. Um, when I believe it's six issues is the first arc, and when that wraps up, uh, we'll come back and we'll do we'll do an okay. episode. So that's about I guess that's cool. in about three months. So that's probably August, right? Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, might, that might not be until September, but September. Um, yeah. We'll see. We'll kind of see how that goes. Uh, we will definitely do an episode dedicated just to cool. that comic, and and we'll sort of uh, break it down and talk about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, That'd be fun. And uh, and and uh, we'll try and find an excuse to to chat over the summer. Uh, I'm sure that Comic Con uh, will, will. Oh yeah, San Diego have something. Right. If not D23, which is also later this summer. So that's right. Yeah, um, expect some big news out of uh, out of San Diego yeah. Comic Con because the Force Awakens is gonna have a huge presence there. Apparently, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. So, do that. Yeah. So uh, and you know what? If if people want to send in email. Uh, to uh, to the rebels podcast at gmail.com is that our email I think that's our email yeah I don't does it have does it have a the on it or is it just rebels podcast at gmail.com I can never remember because <laughs> I don't email myself I know like huh that's a good question uh, let me check it on my phone it is it's rebels podcast at gmail.com so if you guys want to uh, I send in some emails, we will we will look at doing a mailbag episode where we just kind of listen to or yeah. uh, talk to you guys. And if you want to send in in audio and MP3s, that sort of thing, uh, that's that's always a cool idea as well. We we always appreciate that because then we can just sort of listen to the clip yeah. like we would to uh, clips from the episode and then and then respond. So yeah, um, if we get if you guys send stuff in, then we can then we can definitely do that. Um, but if you don't send in any emails, then we don't have any ability to do that. 
<laughs> ah, two sneezes in one episode. Jeez. <laughs> What's going um, on? Uh, I got allergies. It's 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 crazy up here with the pollen, but uh, in in uh, in Vancouver. But um, that's it. That's it for us. I uh, for for this the the uh, randomly displaced season two <laughs> premiere of uh, Star Wars Rebels, and and we'll be back. We'll try and be back with some some regular episodes over the summer, but uh, if not, we will be back in the fall with plenty of episodes for you guys to listen to um, as the show ramps back up and lots of Star Wars stuff is happening. Uh, it's an exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. There's lots going on. So yes, Good so I uh, look forward to all of that. And of course, uh, you can stay up to date with all the latest and greatest in Star Wars Rebels news by heading over to rebelspodcast.com where Tim keeps you guys up to date with everything, everything happening in Star Wars Rebels. Um, and if, uh, if, you, if you enjoy that, if you enjoy this, uh, then, then you can uh, head over, uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash rebelspodcast. Follow us on Twitter at rebelspodcast. You can follow me personally on Twitter at ArkWolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. And you can follow Matt at The Crankster. Yes. Uh, that's T-H-E-K-R-A-N-S-T-E-R, yes. The Crankster. Yes. Um, follow us on Twitter. And, uh, and of course, uh, all of our other great podcasts over at ThunderQuack.com, including, uh, you know, uh, Star Wars The Saga Continues, uh, you know, we got Quiver, we've got uh, the Pullbox Podcast, we've got just tons of podcasts to listen to over there. Uh, Talking Time Lords is the newest one with uh, Jason Hunt, and uh, uh, from some of you guys might know him from the Wampus Layer. You probably know him from the intro to every episode of this podcast. Um, and he's got his own Doctor Who podcast that they've just started up, him and Paul. Uh, and uh, and and they're about I think they're four episodes in so that's uh, that's definitely worth checking out at talkingtimelords.com uh, but it's really easy to find all of our podcasts by going to thunderquack.com and uh, from there you can also check out our patreon at patreon.com slash thunderquack or find the links on on thunderquack.com and uh, and and with patreon you can you can kick in a little bit of cash and help support. Uh, all of the the great podcasts that we do obviously everything will always remain 100 percent free but you can get some cool perks and you can get some extra stuff mm-hmm. by going to uh patreon.com slash thunderquack it's kind of like kickstarter but it's on a monthly subscription basis so uh that's it's kind of it's an optional subscription service if you guys want to support us in all of the podcasting that we do uh but that's it that's all the plugs that's all the everything um thank you guys for listening as always and we will catch you uh as soon as there's some more rebel stuff to talk about yeah for sure